0: KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9, this is Inside Isla Vista. I am Crystal Martinez with KCSB News. This is a show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, local businesses in Isla Vista either stay in business or close down within a couple years. Especially during the pandemic, Isla Vista was not as lively as it used to be, with the majority of UCSB students staying at home during remote learning. Tonight, we hear from Dank Bowl's Kitchen and Wild Side Smoke Shop on what they struggled with during the pandemic and what it's like to run a business in a college town like Isla Vista. Before we start, we'd like to thank our listeners for your donations during our annual fund drive, which ended last week. We happily reached our goal of $20,000 and we couldn't thank you enough for supporting our college and community-run radio station. In a second, you'll hear from the owner of the Isla Vista restaurant, Dank Bowl's Kitchen. This place has recently rebranded from the previous name Buddha Bowls but still continues to serve their well-known customizable bread bowls. KCSB News reporter Jennifer Yoshikoshi talks to the owner of Dank Bowl's Kitchen and hears about how the business started and how it's doing right now in the midst of the pandemic.
1: I'm Daniel Dunietz. I own Dank Bowl Kitchen in Isla Vista and I've been operating for eight and a half years.
2: What's unique about running a business here in Isla Vista?
1: In Isla Vista specifically? Well, I mean, I think Isla Vista is a very unique place in very large percentage of students and young people. So, I mean, we're just on a very atypical business cycle where some, you know, most places holiday season, December is gonna be some of the busiest, you know, months of the year. For us, we close in December for three weeks because everyone is on break and no one is around and there's no business. So I think there's just kind of a, you know, our Isla Vista is unique holidays, Deltopia. There's nowhere else in the country that celebrates a holiday called Deltopia. You know, it's really just the the rhythms and the, the cycles are very different.
2: You talked about how like students go on break and you close for a couple weeks in December. Any like conflicts and struggles that you face like being a business in the college town?
1: Oh, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it really just comes down to the amount of time that students are around, you know, we're just so contingent on classes being in session. So December becomes a ghost town, you know, and then whenever there's breaks, spring break, you know, whatever. And then in the summer, you know, we just business really, really slows and, you know, the bills don't stop. It's not like I'm getting cuts, you know, breaks and rent over the summer. So it kind of like it just becomes very... You know, when most people think of IV, they think of their time here when they're a student or they're here visiting friends and it's usually extremely packed and busy. And, you you know, it looks from the outside looking in, it looks like a gold mine and like, oh, every Mm -hmm. restaurant must crush it and do well. And for maybe those, you know, weekends or months that people are here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then what happens for the three months in the summer where, you know, business is at 40 percent of what Mm -hmm. it peaks at? So like you kind of when you're here running a you know operation you don't get the luxury to just leave and be like oh yeah like i'll be back in three months you know you have to keep paying bills and Mm -hmm. you have to deal with you know who's left and sometimes so i mean that's by far the biggest challenge is just not having of just you know having to be so being so dependent on students and then you know what happens when they leave and having to, to really only have nine months out of the year to to operate profitably and having to just, you know, so you're just constantly saving for the, you know, Mm -hmm. like all the money you think you make is really like, most of that has to just be, you know, saved and put away because you got to keep paying bills when it's, Mm -hmm. when things die off. So yeah, I mean, that's the biggest challenge. I don't know, like, it's just like, you know, overall lack of regard for property is kind of, can be frustrating, but it doesn't really compare to the, you know the students like I'd much rather have like the students just not being around is what makes it difficult Mm
2: -hmm. so how was it during um like the like whole pandemic last year where the students were mostly online like was business slower than usual
1: yeah I mean we've had our two worst years going back to like 2013 I mean I think that we're like our numbers are like where they were our first year which was not a good year Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I mean, it's it's again like when they, when all the classes, you know, and it's not just the students, it's also the sporting events and conferences and clubs and, you know, the Model UN, like they, I don't know what it is, but they love this place. And I mean, every time I know, I know there's a Model UN event because there's just like a line out the door all weekend of people in suits with name tags from like all around the world. And like that doesn't happen when this, you know, campus is closed. So I think... You know, I mean it's an eye-opening experience of realizing how important, you know, I always knew it was important, but it's like the lifeline for for the business. So yeah, it was really difficult. It still is. I mean, it's every every time I think it's going to get better then something, you know, comes in and now it's, you know, the Omicron and it's just it just doesn't seem to end, you know. We were gearing up for a really busy January, finally looking to be over and past it, but here we are, you know. Mm-hmm another another two weeks of you know online classes and i i don't know maybe that'll change next week but we'll see you know Mm
2: -hmm. and you know like you talked about how like the model un team like always comes here this is like the spot for some people like can you talk about how your business grew to become so well known in the community
1: eight years of just dedicating yourself to a craft you know i mean we're still making improvement. I mean, it's a never ending process. Like I just, I think I learned that really quick of like, this is not, this is not, there is no end, you know, to getting, making things better, making things, you know, finding ways to do things better. And I think that over time, you know, I think at first when I first opened, everyone was all confused. And like, why would you put things in a bread bowl? Like, you know, there's definitely a lot of pushback, but I think people don't like change. And same with like the name, you know, with the rebrand, like that's something, You know we really kind of took the pandemic that's kind of been our silver lining is like it was an opportunity to kind of overhaul our our system our branding align our business identity with like what we actually sell and not some vague connection to you know a religion that i don't you know i'm not a part of you know so like i think that there's like i think it's just you know i just constant if you just keep at it you know and you don't settle for mediocrity mm-hmm. I think that students I mean everyone you know people just want they want to eat at the place that tastes the best so mm-hmm. <laughs> we really try you know we do everything we can to make it the best food so uh,
2: and you talked about your rebrand a little bit are you facing any like criticism about that
1: <laughs> I mean I th- you know I've been doing this a long time at this point point. and so like it just the criticism it can be a little bit Laugh like it. It can get kind of funny because like the things people are upset about. It's it can be very strange when it's like oh like they got rid of their salads or whatever, and then it's like now we have like we do have salads. Like you just didn't read the menu. Like I just don't know what to tell you. I I mean I think at the end of the day people just don't like change as much as people pretend that they do, and especially when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is that you I as a business owner have to you know, do what's best for the business. And at the, you know, I think most of the people that are the most tied to bootables were our alumni at this point, people that no longer live here. I mean, every year there's a new crop of students. And the reality is, is for two years, I was dealing with questions and criticism about the name bootables. And I was dealing with people upset that, you know, it was cultural appropriation, which I honestly kind of agree with them. I was getting, dealing with issues like people thought it was rice, people were upset that it wasn't Asian food. Like at this point to hear people now committed to Buddha bowls and telling me that like, oh, how you, how dare you change to something else that honestly makes more sense for what we're selling, like a dank bowl. It's like, we're, we've always been a cannabis themed company. That's always been the dream. Like I would love to infuse our bowls with weed. Like that's been something, a dream of mine from the beginning. That was always the intention. I think it's mostly People that are just nostalgic for a time that is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we've. <laughs> the other thing too is the food quality when people complain that, or they claim that like quality has gone down. To me, is just hilarious because everything we do is in, from scratch. Like I have professional chefs that have come from, you know, the. Like we have a whole, you know, a couple chefs from the Bacara that. Are in a much more finer like this is like they come and they help they develop recipes we're working on baking our own bread in-house every single day developing that system and like everything we make in store i mean there's almost nothing left on the menu nothing actually that we you know outsource so we're preparing everything from scratch where before it wasn't always the case and i don't want to knock it because i know people really love the food but like from an objective like any foodie would it's just the the quality has gone up. Everything's gone up. So, yeah. I mean, people are gonna, you know, co- have always have something to complain about. But at the end of the day, like it's in my mind, it's like it's just a matter of time before Ivy catches up to the changes and embraces the new. Which is already kind of happening. But like, people are gonna are gonna you know pout and be upset <laughs> about stuff that are changing because it's scary, and that's okay. You know. Mm-hmm. If they want a good meal and they want a bread bowl filled with delicious food they can still come in you know that's just where we're at so
2: going back to what you talked about with the rebrand like it does like i think what's special about isla vista is that there's always going to be like a new group of people coming in like a cycle of new people coming in so like that change will eventually become normal to those people. Yeah. What inspired you to open this business here and why the product that you um, like sell yeah. right now? Yeah.
1: I, so I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Chicago, but I always have I've had family like I've had family in from California. My mom grew up here in San Diego. And I think I, you know, looked at the when I saw IV, I mean, I had the idea to open this concept in high school. The actual the original idea was blunts and bagels, which I think is still a great idea. But we always I always wanted to do like a cannabis infused or cannabis themed concept, you know, really because I am a firm believer in the need to legalize and and so I always wanted to start something that had, you know, really took rather than trying to push politics or push an agenda, it's like more just do it, you know, showing like how can you say that smoking weed is a you know because i think the stigma around it is still very strong and i think it's like that's what makes progress difficult where people attach you know a cannabis smoker with someone who's lazy doesn't do anything and like how can you say that when we're getting in at 6am every day to cook yeah. delicious food and we built a successful company we all openly smoke weed i mean it's not something that we're you know we hide but that's something that is like you know a core of our identity yeah we're all stoners we can still function and be successful like it's we don't you know demonize people that drink a glass of wine after work so why do we demonize someone mm-hmm. that smokes a joint in this state it's not quite as like the stigma isn't nearly as strong but like back in the midwest i mean that was like a huge it still is like a huge issue people are still going to jail for you know nonviolent possession charges And so I always wanted to do that. And I always loved feeding people and I always loved getting high and feeding people. And so it kind of came from like, you know, just like how how can I make a difference in this very real issue? And like, I love cooking. I love feeding people. I love bringing people together. And then it kind of just one thing led to another. And I saw this town. I'm like, this is, you know, as a 19 year old, it's like paradise. You know, I was like, oh, my God, like you're telling me I could go from Midwestern winters to living in paradise on the beach like Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's i think it's very impressive how like you've built up this business here in islavis and i think your branding like really matches the demographic around here too do you think that helps with like the business
1: yeah i think so for sure i mean i think you gotta be meet people where they're at and i've been really really happy with how the branding has like made a really consistent because i have i started working with a friend of mine jordan who also is a gaucho but he yeah, he came up with all of it. I think it's very consistent. It's cool to see everything kind of be in one, under one, you know, but with, with the older iterations of our brand, it was like, I'd have a graphic designer design this t-shirts and someone else do the stickers. And then it's just a person on staff come up with the menu. It was like all over the place in terms of like what our identity was. And I feel like now I'm much more confident and assured in like what we're about and what we do. Like it's a little tough because there's no students, so I don't know if it's paying off. But like, I think it will. You know, all in due time.
2: And so, like, it sounds like you have like a lot of people like on your team to not only just run the business, but to design things like the little intricate things that like we don't see. What is that like? (laughs) Having to like be in charge of all of these people to help bring up your business.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. You got to wear a lot of hats. I mean, a lot of it is, uh, you know, the team. It's also me doing a lot of jobs that no one. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to when I you know, started the restaurant, I didn't, you know, I did not expect to be bookkeeping or doing my, you know, mm-hmm. tax returns. And like, I mean, it's, you know, these are just things that you just realize, like, that's what you got to do. All the maintenance that has to go on the yeah. cleaning of the equipment. I mean. You know these are things that i I didn't know i'd be you know having to spend hours reading manuals on how to (laughs) operate equipment but it's it's either that or you don't have a restaurant so you kind of like you've got to be flexible and just do it you know
2: and do you ever struggle from like staff shortages like with your are your employees mostly students or are they like people in the community
1: um it has been mostly students up until recently where I think the pandemic really did a number on just everyone's approach to work and just the ability for people to be professional, like what even what that even means. So we I was really, really having a difficult time in the beginning of the year. And I was having just students, I mean, that would just not communicate their schedule would Everyone was trying to work as little as possible. And then the people that were there were just trying to do the, I mean, it was just that the standards were just slipping and it was just the bare minimum. Like if I wasn't there, it was just a free for all. And I mean, it was like, so I really started to just felt, I started to feel some burnout. Cause it's like, I need to keep this place running and running smooth. And when it's just like you, when you feel like as soon as you turn your back on the store or try to take a day off, God forbid, it's like you come back and it's just filth and like, no one's clean and no and, and we're not even doing business like good business it's like it's not even busy there's just like a complete dereliction of duty and so i had to make it i mean i've been adjusting that so i've been bringing on some much more professional help like i mentioned with the Bacara, like i you know that i actually <laughs> if i actually play softball with uh someone who's his partner is was the hr head at the four seasons and so that shut down and so there was a ton of and still to this day I mean there's a there was a lot of really professional you know whether it's line cooks or servers and you know all that that have you know kind of scattered throughout the Santa Barbara area trying to land trying to find a landing place and stay on their feet but the reality is a lot of them aren't happy with where they are so I mean I've kind of been bringing on you know part-time cooks and like it's just it's been so the the students now that are with me are surrounded by professionals surrounded by adults i think there's some value to be said for having students serve students and like with our setup now i mean we can have our cashiers stay students and do that but it's like it was getting so exhausting just dealing with the the flakiness and i mean in just communication like i i think that that's something that You know, it used to be standard where you could expect uh, someone to put in two weeks, you know, but now I'm lucky if I get a text message. Like I'm lucky if I even just get a message just saying that they won't be coming in. You know, it's more just like, you know, people just, I don't feel like it. And so it's been really hard, you know? And I think that, you know, as a business owner, it's extremely frustrating and exhausting as a human being. I, I mean, I empathize, you know, I really, I can't really imagine being a 21-year-old or 20-year-old who is lost out on like or feels like you've lost out on your prom you know your senior year of high school I mean those are some of the best years of my life I mean I can't put into words like how much I look back on those years and you know with gratitude and fondness and I still you know keep in touch with a lot of the connections and friends that I made over that time so I don't know what it's like to be you know a kid in that in this world where this pandemic has like for three years have like stripped you and you're now a second year in college and you haven't even been in you missed all your dorm life like all this so like yeah i can totally understand why your priority might not be coming to work and washing dishes like i can understand why someone might be like yeah i don't really feel like you know that's not something i want to do i don't feel like i owe my boss anything the same time I have a business to run and if that's if that's the prevailing mentality then I'm just I need to stop hiring students I mean I can't be reliant on like I, I get it I empathize but I still need to function I need to be able to leave the store and not you know come in the next day and just pick up a pile of trash off the floor so that's where I'm at you know <laughs> I get it but it's also I think it's completely understandable that people are not you know r- just ready to get back into it but i also am like well there are a lot of people that really need to work and really need the money and not need hours so i'm gonna hire them and <laughs> yeah. so you know that's what's been happening and it's honestly been really really nice for me my mental health so because mm-hmm. i do have i do have a capacity like i can't go on forever i do burn out like i'm you know i'm human like everyone but I can tolerate a lot. It's just, it gets really, really draining when it just seems like every day is another another issue and something else and some other reason that mm-hmm. someone needs something, you know? So, yeah. yeah.
2: That gives a lot of insight into how the businesses around here run because most of them are employing college students and yeah. college students do get flaky. They They get burnt out too and then they go to work too and it's just... I feel like college life is hard to balance but then it also just has negative effects on like you guys who like actually have to run these businesses and you get burnt out as well and it's just like i feel like that balance is really hard to keep between like college students as employees and then owning a business
1: i agree that's very true i need to put people where they're gonna excel and it just might, it just, right now it's just looking like I'm just hiring, I, you know, now when things are really slow, I mean, the students are the first to get their hours cut, because like, they're the part-timers, and so, I mean, that's kind of what where where we're at right now, but when it gets busy, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we'll have room for, for students, Just it's just a balance, yeah, it's not like, it's not like relying having a staff of 20 college students, and it's not having a staff of 20, you know, 40-year-olds, it's like somewhere in between, you know, yeah. where it's like a little bit of both, and Everyone's kinda happy with their role for the most part. And that's kind of what we're 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 trying to build here. So, you know, seems to be working. I'm happy with it.
0: <laughs> that was Daniel, the owner of Dankbull's Kitchen, talking to KCSB News reporter Jennifer Yoshikoshi. This is Inside Isla Vista. I am Crystal Martinez with KCSB News, and today we are speaking about local businesses in Ivy that continue to run successfully even during the pandemic. Earlier, we had Jennifer Yoshikoshi speak to Daniel, the owner of Dankbull's, a local bread bowl restaurant in Isla Vista. Now we'll hear my interview with Wildside Smoke Shop, another local business in Isla Vista.
3: My name is Michael. I'm the manager here at Wildside Isla Vista.
0: What is your relationship with the owner? Okay,
3: yeah. So Wildside is a chain of smoke shops. Uh, we have a lot of them. I kind of just know the owner through working here. You know, it's... Uh, it is a family-owned business, so it there is like a management, uh, all-in-the-family type of thing going on. But uh, I'm not related to any of them or anything like that. So my relationship is just an employee. <laughs>
0: oh, so it was just like a friend and then you became a manager? Or yeah, kind. basically,
3: okay. basically.
0: And what do you think about having a smoke shop here in Ivy, like in a college town, knowing how Ivy is? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I I believe that it's a great area to have a smoke shop. I mean as you know everybody nowadays either smokes uh weed or vapes or something like that so you know everybody needs something from us and one of the great things is that we get to help everybody out and give them quality products without having to charge them an arm and a leg i feel like a lot of people try to get try to take advantage of uh, college students especially you know in this kind of line of, of industry and one thing i really like is being able to help everyone out getting people good deals and definitely you know uh, talking to people and you know just socializing it's a very social area you know everybody comes in in a good mood so it's just great
0: working here do you see any like pros or cons of having this type of store here in IV?
3: Yeah, no, I think it's a pro because instead of, uh, you know, kids are going to do what kids are going to do no matter what. You know, if you tell people not to do something, chances are they're going to do it. So just like, you know, a lot of people have a negative stigma of this kind of business just because of, you know, what it is in the history. But nowadays with everyone, uh, I mean, you know, with everyone coming around, I feel like that it's not a shady business like a lot of people imagine like oh it's a you know darkly lit hard to see you know people trying to like just like sell you something really quickly that's definitely not the case anymore you know i know that there's places that do operate like that but that's something that we don't do here we really like to be able to you know like i said help people out
0: have you seen any struggles or have you faced any struggles while being the manager yeah
3: I mean, you know, with with this COVID pandemic, it definitely makes things a lot more difficult. Uh, School going remote, people not coming back to school, some people doing remote from home. You know, it definitely changes a lot of aspects about the business, especially, you know, how we operate and how we do our sales and stuff, because we do really good sales here often and we've been having to like kind of tailor that to like when people are going to be around we have to wait for like you know they might say oh you know school is online for the next two weeks and then we have to sit there and figure okay for two weeks we know that there probably isn't going to be people and are there going to be people coming back afterwards so it's definitely a struggle in just like logistics like figuring out how much of an item do we need at a certain time how many people need to be in the store at a certain time you know so it's there's there's definitely struggles Uh, I would say it's mainly just like environmental you know like with what's going on But in general, we don't have too many, like, major issues. Like, you know, I know, like, some businesses, they have, you know, you deal with customers where people might not be uh, too happy or something, and you have to alleviate that situation. We don't really have too many of that here. We try to take care of people the first time and make sure that they don't come back with complaints.
0: (laughs) What kind of customers do you face, like, on a daily basis?
3: College students, just, you know, everyone here goes to school or either a... You know facility member. you know faculty member i've seen professors you know you never know uh, just a lot of people a lot of different people but mainly college students
0: and do you have any changes or any plans for the future that you want to incorporate into the store i mean
3: you know we are just trying to kind of stay where we're at we've been making a lot of changes over the past year Uh, just to make the store more welcoming and and inviting to customers. And we're just kind of staying on that same path where we're just trying to make sure that everybody knows that we're here, we're accessible, and uh, we're friendly, you know? Mm.
0: That's cool. And I asked that because previously we had an interview with Dankfuls. And they were saying that their purpose was supposed to be like a weed restaurant. And then we were going to interview you guys. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's kind of cool. It's something people want to work on.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's California at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, One thing I do know is that they are opening up a dispensary here in Isla Vista as well, uh, just down the street by the Ivy Deli Mart. Oh, wow. Yeah, right next door. It's uh, by Pharmacy. Uh, They have a place downtown, but they're opening up one over here. So that's something that we're hoping will bring a lot of business to us as well. Uh, Brand new clientele.
0: (laughs) Well, That's exciting. And quick question just to wrap up. How's business running so far?
3: I gotta say, we had a couple of months where we were struggling uh, while everyone was online after, you know, winter break. But we are doing fantastic, and I just want to thank everyone in IV for coming on out to our to our shop and uh, just making it the great place that it is.
0: Thank you, Michael, for everything, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. That was Michael from Wild Side Smoke Shop talking about their business in Isla Vista. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Ivy. I am Crystal Martinez, and our theme music is Siesta by Jazar. This is 91.9 FM KCSV.